0: Welcome to the Tanya Acker Show. I'm Tanya Acker. Welcome to the show. So this is fun. I read about this couple, Linda and George Myers. She was a teacher. He was a retired Air Force vet. And they decided to pick up and open up a cooking school in Tuscany. Uh, They actually... I guess, offer their clients and customers a range of fun travel experiences. And it's all because they took a leap, a, a leap of faith. They took a leap of faith. They're also high school sweethearts. So I felt like there was all kinds of inspiration uh, from their story, their partnership together, how they jumped into the work of making work fun. And um, it's just a great little sprig of hope, a good reminder that there are people who can inspire us. Uh, they're all around us. They're doing great things. They are making fun in their lives. And uh, it, it's just, it, it's a good note of happy fun. So here I am with Linda and George Myers. Here's to Italy. Welcome, George and Linda Myers. I am so excited to talk to the two of you for so many reasons. Welcome to the Tanya Acker Show.
1: Well, it's nice being here, Tanya. It's
2: very nice being here.
0: So I want to know your story. Uh, George, you are an Air Force veteran. Thank you for your service, sir. Linda, you were a teacher. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, So how do you go from those uh, incredible worthwhile professions to opening a cooking school in Tuscany?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, you just,
1: (laughs) um, you're a little bit crazy. (laughs) You just go, you know, and and, you know, I would, I'm not that far off by telling you, we just go. We do. We'll talk a lot more about it, but we are not people who sit around and go through the X's and think about stuff forever. Because you, you we feel like you know the answer already. Most of the times, you know, when I talk to you. You know, people. So I don't think you really have to convince yourself that much. It's about
0: following to, your gut. Knowing it was, and it is to about following your gut.
1: Yes, it is
2: about following that. And what happened really was, we were, we're our children were gone. We have two adult children, and we were living a wonderful life, but. It became very routine. You know, George was working really long hours in D.C. I noticed that I was teaching kindergarten and I love teaching, but I was getting there earlier in the morning and staying later in the afternoon. And it just became we were living for like Saturdays. And then on Sunday, we were cutting the grass and hurrying up and getting ready for Monday. And one day we were just like, you know, there's more to this. So let's just stop. And we did. So, yes. So, was it there are some practical
0: things
1: though that you got to think but we about?
0: We don't, we, so h- how did you do it? Like, were you big savers? Did you save a lot of money? Uh, I mean, you know, I well, teaching the last we time did I did not
2: heard. give, first of all, we did not give up our, um, we didn't sell our cars and our houses and, you know, or any of that kind of stuff. Um, we do, I think we were financially pretty stable. Um, and we knew that George would have to continue working for a little while. Um, he had left, la- he had retired from the Air Force, and he was working on in his own company. So he kind of started handing things over to some of his employees. So we were still having an income, and we have George's retirement. I just really just quit, and um, I walked, you know, I said, I'm done. I need to change. Well, you know, getting- we, I mean, people,
0: we pay teachers so much. And I know with that yeah. lush pension, really- my goodness.
1: Yes. Well, but, you know, when- Linda had taught for 25 years, mm-hmm. you know, and I had been over 20 years in the, mil- in the Air mm-hmm. Force as a pilot and doing other stuff. And yeah. so we were just, we were, uh, to give you an idea how we operate, when I left my really, I retired and I had another great job in D.C. working for a company. But I always had this dream of working on my own. And I said, Linda, I think I'm going to go out on my own and do this. And she, I said, what do you think? She goes, well, what's the worst that can happen? I go, well, we're, we may lose the house. And Linda says, well, I'm not that close to the house. so okay." You're
0: not that attached to it. I <laughs> yeah.
1: said, okay, okay, then we'll go. So that's kind of so our mantra. So when was that? There.
0: When did you open up the
2: – when did you start this? When did you start the process? Almost
1: about, 10 years almost ago Almost
2: 10 – yeah, about 10 years ago. And – um. It was just one of those things. We really well, first do tell believe. us about it. Cook in Tuscany. Yeah. Cook in Tuscany was the beginning. Tell, us, tell us about that. It's a fabulous week that we have planned. You know, we have lived in 13 different places with the Air Force. We have truly perfected the art of finding the best places to eat, finding the best off the tourist path places because our families and friends would come visit us in all these places and we just boom we knew how to do
1: it yeah if you came to san francisco and to one day i could tell you shake take you everywhere the best restaurants and don't look at the menu because i'm going to order for you it is what you have here we can do the same thing in dc in fact in dc we can take you to all hit all the major points in the museums and still have time to go you guys just sound
2: like you do fun your business we do we love having fun We like dancing in the kitchen. You know, we've always really believed, we're both from New Orleans. We believe that there's always room at the table and food connects people, no matter what culture or what country you're from. There's a connection when you sit at that the table. That is so true. It's just the truth. everybody's on yes. an even playing field. It's just yes. wonderful.
1: You know, so I always beautiful. tell people, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No,
2: no, no, you please, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say, I always tell people that you go to the Grand Canyon, but you don't talk about the Grand Canyon. You talk about that restaurant you ate. <laughs> That fabulous meal outside (laughs) near the Grand Canyon. Nobody really talks about the things they've seen, but you know, if you notice when you come back, you go. remember that night we're at that great restaurant or we're eating at that place for lunch. And that's truly what unites us. And that's why our whole theme about food came through for this. And that's why we did cook in Tuscany. Now we've had cook in Cuba, cook Cook in Mexico, cook in France. And, but this is our main thing here, but we also have the hotel and restaurant here too.
0: So you're in Tuscany right now. You've had this uh, business for the last 10 years. People can sign up. They have these, go to the fun, which is where (laughs) you are. Uh, Tuscany, Cuba, you name it. You you listed a number of your locales. So people sign up. You take them on these experiences. They learn to cook with the locals. They They learn to shop and live with the locals. You're doing this, going great. The pandemic hits. (laughs) So Uh what... And you're in Tuscany now. You've been in Tuscany. We are in Tuscany Tuscany now. So what happens happens to you when uh, folks stop traveling and going around the world and
2: having fun? Well, first of all, you know, it was really always important to us that people felt like they were visiting us. They weren't going on a tour. We want people to come come in and come into the kitchen people we live here on the property people come in our home we wanted that to be a very like you're visiting friends so last year when this started actually the beginning was really sad because we missed our guests you know yes. we missed that Sunday afternoon when everybody the bus was showing up and we were excited so that was kind of depressing <laughs> yes. but it wasn't because of what well, you know Nobody wants anybody sick, but it was sad for us because people weren't here to share in all the fun, yes. like the sunflowers growing and the lavender growing and the vegetables.
1: Yeah. Our olive trees and everything else. You know, so that was, was sad,
2: but it was also a financial hit, of course, but we were fortunate that the hotel could open and your Euro- um, Europeans were traveling. So that really kept things going. Now we're fortunate because things are opening up again and we look like we're going
1: to have a really good year. Yes, it looks like it'll be a little bit later, but it looks like it's going to be okay.
0: And so, tell us about what people expect. So, because by the way, I have to tell you, I am dying to use my passport. I feel like yeah. it's gathering cobwebs. Like yes. this lockdown is really. um yes. I, I, I'm ready for a trip. So. Well,
2: I can tell you when. What I are we let... going
0: to get? I'm going to come. I'm going to sign up <laughs> as soon as I can. <laughs> well, I'm coming to Tuscany. Uh, right. What are we gonna do? You know,
1: and so you, party? Come, so you can do So you can do cooking Tuscany for a week. But we also, you know, we have our hotel and restaurant, which is eighteen rooms and uh, mm-hmm. the restaurant and all that oh, stuff. Oh, That
0: way, I don't have to do anything. I can just. But <laughs> you can
1: come. Well, <laughs> no, you <laughs> can, You pool. can <laughs> just sit at the pool and you can drink wine and you can, um, you know, eat and hang out. All of that. In the olive grove and all that stuff. But as I tell people, it's it's really not a cooking school. It's a cooking occasion. It's a a, it's a week built around food because we're from New Orleans. And like we talked about, everything really is about food. So and we tell people you can be as serious as you want. You can debone chickens or you can hang out in the back of the class and drink wine (laughs) and make fun of people with me. So the whole gamut, whatever you want to do. What
2: really happens is people arrive here on Sunday and we're really excited. We start that that first night with a big gourmet meal and wine and we are out on our terrace overlooking the valley. And then every morning we wake up and we cook with a different Nona. We go to different places to cook or we cook here at the hotel. We make anywhere from four to seven courses for lunch and we have a long two hour lunch. We give everybody a little time to rest after they've made this fabulous meal. And then we go out in the afternoon and we go to wineries or villages are some of the things that we really love, like the best leather maker and the best pasta maker, and you know all those fun things. And then at night we have to stop again and have another seven or eight course meal with wine. Right. That's just a necessity. You have to. <laughs> yes. I heard that's in the rule. You have to yes. do that,
1: of course. Well, you know, and it's it's interesting, right? Because like when you came to New Orleans, in fact, the best restaurant in New Orleans. You would never go to because it's he just got he just got indoor dining <laughs> before he had three metal chairs and tables outside. <laughs> when I tell you the best food in New Orleans, it's the best food. So just like that, the best food is not all these tourist places. So we're going to take you to where our friends have mm-hmm. restaurants and where we do things, and you're going to get the real authentic food. In fact, one night we do a seven course meal in, in the vineyard, and it's the same. His great great grandfather sold wine to Napoleon, so yeah, 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 yeah. history's called wow.
2: What makes us unique, though, is we're bringing you to our friends and we're very passionate about what we do. We're life changers. We changed midstream and went off to a different direction. And the majority of the people we work with are the same. You know, we have people who own a restaurant here in our little village. She used to be a florist and he was a truck driver. Now they own a beautiful restaurant. We cook with them. We eat with them. So you meet these people and a byproduct that we never expected. From doing cook in Tuscany is, people leave realizing they can really live their passion. Let's talk
0: about that, but I want to focus on that point: living your passion. Because so many people, you know, people get into a rut at any income level. You know, sometimes it's the golden handcuffs. Sometimes for other people, it's I can't afford to pay my bills. So how am I going to follow a dream? What's your advice? to people, how do they take the first step in trying to live their passion?
1: So it's interesting that you bring it up because we actually talk on that. In fact, we at the travel show in New York, which is one of the biggest, we actually speak there every year about how to turn your dreams and your passion into a business. So we do, we try to tell people you can Mm -hmm. do it because everyone can do it. You don't have to, it's not running off and like under the Tuscan sun and jumping on a bus and do it, (laughs) but there are ways that you can do it. No matter where you are in life.
2: And my big statement, and the first thing I always ask people is, what are you doing about it? So you can have a passion and you can want to do something, but if you're just dreaming it, it's not going to turn into anything. So what are you doing? Are you joining local clubs? Are you going to meetups? Are you just spending some time in a bakery, owning a bakery and baking two different stories? what what was the first step that the
0: two of you took in order to follow this passion the first thing that you did
1: well Linda actually she quit her job we talked about it she stopped her job and came and lived here in the winter I did and Tuscany in the winter is much like we lived in the Bay Area it's much like that you know misty cold just Mm -hmm. you know drab so she came here and she I lived stayed in a village and we have 450 people in the village. So it's small.
2: I came, I figured yes. out some things. I worked on it. We had this great idea. We kind of knew what we wanted, but we needed to make sure. So that's what I did. I came by myself. I stayed here for about four months, kind of got to know things, figure out our pattern of what we could do. And then George and our daughter Whitney came over. And the next step was we rented a very small little house and we started just kind of slow. And then all of a sudden it went from you know 15 people to 350 people wow <laughs> but it came it happened that way because i think people really did see that george and i were were authentic we were living this this life of passion and we are we the first year we thought we had to get dressed up and we had to look like this and do this and then all of a sudden we realized you know we got to be who we are george wears shorts if it's 19 below. So he went back to his regular self and I went back and that's when it really became big. When we started really just being us. Yeah.
0: So I have to ask you something else because I also have been advised that the two of you are high school sweethearts, high school sweethearts, like straight through. Did you take detours with other people? You've been been together since high school.
1: The football player married the uh, cheerleader. There oh, you my.
2: Go. And he was 17. Yes. What the what? I mean, yeah. what a beautiful story. So give so us. Yes. So some
1: I advice. follow my wife everywhere. So, <laughs> and <clears throat> people you say, what Why she are says. You <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, you know, it was one of those things mm-hmm. where, you um, we were very fortunate to find each other very young in life and we have a beautiful family. George lived out his dream of being an air force pilot. And I was a hundred percent supportive and followed him anywhere that we needed to go. And when it came time for us to change a little bit, when we were getting in that rut, you know, we went to our two children and I said, you know, what do you think? What, and both of them and George agreed, Hey, <clears throat> it's your turn.
1: Right. Go for it. And, and both our kids were like, you guys need to go. Y'all need to do this. Y'all have been go. there for us. Go do it. Go. So,
2: so
0: George Followed Come on. So first you, uh, George, you first. What's your favorite thing about Linda? Aww.
1: Her strength. She's probably the strongest <laughs> person I know physically, mentally, everything. emotionally, Emotionally. I will never be as evolved as my wife is. I mean, I'm a caveman, and she's like up on the, um, the mountaintop, you know? I agree. Yeah, she really is. I mean, I yeah, it just amazes me how she's here. And one of my biggest things I'm telling myself this year is I'm going to be, uh, yes, we're partners, but I want to be more of the number two and holding up the Dalai Lama, Linda. <laughs> You know, that's what I want to do more He's
0: being of. silly. Linda, <laughs> that Linda the Dalai Lama, what's your favorite thing about George? Probably his
2: heart. Um, he really does have a beautiful heart. He comes across as being funny and he loves to have a good time and he's joking and stuff. But deep down, I know that I'm number one and that he just loves me no matter what.
0: I love you guys this is I love romance and and love. Me cry. I love I <laughs> love uh, so he does. the two of you have so much joy I mean you really radiate joy and happiness. And I think that we really need a lot more of that, especially yeah. now, you know, people have been down. So they are down. And you know, yeah, you know, it's a sad, it's a low, we, we're not with our friends. We're not having dinners with our family and friends. Listen, we're not going to the restaurants. You know, it's it's, just, it's 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 a little it's been sad for a lot of folks.
1: Yes. And you know it's interesting because we last year Linda started
2: positive what do you call it? Oh yeah. Um fearless positive passion. Because I just felt like people needed to to have some positive things in their life. So I just started a little Facebook group. We post positive things about what's going on. We give Let's a little. Say, what's your group?
0: Fearless, positive, positive passion. passion. Uh-huh.
2: We're and to we. Um, that up. Yeah, we just really. But I don't. We are extremely happy in our life, and we're very blessed. But there's ups and downs in everybody's life. The the ups and downs are okay as long as when you get to the down, you've put enough in your bank that somebody can help carry you. Like, you know, if George is having a problem, I know he's been there for me for, you know, the last yeah. year. And we put – so it's a play off of yeah. each other, and it keeps people going in yeah. a positive direction.
1: Yeah. I've always looked at – I was tell I them bank accounts. You can't go to your bank account and take up money if you haven't put any in there. So comes with your job, with your relationship, with your kids, yeah. with everything. So you kind of got to go look. In fact, my son will even say it with his wife. Will go, yeah, his wife's Lizzie. will say, yes, the Lizzie account's kind of low. I need to put some money into it. So yeah. uh, this weekend, that's what we're doing. And that's real yeah. yes, for you, but you have to.
0: What's your advice for people right now who are alone? Because, you know, I look at the two of you and you have each other. You radiate this joy. When someone's down, the other person can put some joy in the bank. Uh, I spoke a few weeks ago with a therapist um, who talked about uh, a lot of people are really sad. You know, there's a lot of suffering. And I, I feel like it's incumbent on all of us to come up with ways to help support the rest of us, even if we don't know each other. So you absolutely. Know, what's your advice? Like what's something that you would offer people who might be at home alone, kind of struggling well, with know, solitude right I now? I think
2: some of the things that I have noticed is I really started I was not really a big Facebook person I did it for business you know I started about five six seven years ago but I started using my personal page to reach out to people especially people that we either knew or and I even put out things and said hey if you know somebody who needs a little encouragement or something you know join us you know, let's just do something together. And I think Zoom is great. But I think when you're, when you're in front of a computer all day or if you're in a screen, I always encourage the people that, you know, follow me and stuff is you have to get out. I know it's a pandemic. I know it's a lockdown. But that doesn't mean you can't walk in your backyard or get out and get some fresh air. Stay away from the TV. You've got to connect with people. If you have a neighbor, scream across the street. That's better than sitting at home by yourself. Yeah. You know, and here in the village, I even know people because you know we have a lot of older, older, like a hundred and over people here in our village. Mm. And I watch them, they sit on the opposite sides of fences and they're drinking coffee, but they're talking over the fence. Yes. So that social aspect is so important to keep mm-hmm. um your spirits up, to keep your attitude up. Right. And, you know, get out there and do some new things. Try to cook, make pasta. Who yep. cares if you mess it up? You know, make a pie. Who cares? Yeah, Ceramics, paint.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> and, you know, I always tell people, whatever way you feel or think, you're going to find something out there if you're on a computer or on the internet to support you. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, just come up with your own way of doing things, your own way you're going to think and go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, make your own path. In fact, you know, we're talking about passion. I always tell people, well... You know, and it's the same way, because even during the pandemic, you could follow your passion. You could, you know, if you want to be, a, um, and I always tell people, make sure it's a, a passion and not a hobby. That's mm. two different, the same, right?
0: Well, good point. Right. Yeah.
1: Right? right? So, but if it's your passion to be a writer, then why are you going, why aren't you hanging out in some writing groups? Why don't you find somebody who writes books and start being friends with them and talking to them and doing things? Mm. There's so many things that we can do that do not require money. No money that you can do to further yourself and your passion and to learn yeah. about your passion to see if it but really is learn
0: and study it like get into it and then you learn yes. more you become more passionate about it you've yes. got something exactly to devote your time and energy to uh, let's go back to food for a second sure. uh, <laughs> our our favorite, so favorite? <laughs> yeah let's go back <laughs> to food uh, what is your go-to dish? Like right now, if you were just like, I want to whip up X because it always tastes well, I'm going to tell
2: you, over this nice. pandemic, George has become a master bread maker. Yeah. I mean, he has just come just unbelievable breads. I mean, just artisan, delicious bread. So I would say he could go, we call it the love bread because he oh. may, I had it in a beautiful three-star Michelin restaurant about a year ago, and I just thought about it all the time, and I kept saying, boy, I wish I could get that bread, I wish, and he researched and researched and started making it, and he has mastered it, so that's what I would want, is that bread.
1: (laughs) It's a sweet bread, right, and I love oatmeal cookies, so I figured out my own recipe for that, and different things like that, but yeah, but you know, like making pasta for us is so easy. We, we, can, make, we pasta can make pasta like in our yes yeah, Rolling pasta. Mm-hmm. And you could do it very easy too. It's mm-hmm. that easy to make. Okay. In fact,
0: I don't yeah. know that I would be a pasta maker, but I have some I have some prepared pasta. So let's just say that I'm not at your level of cooking. Let's say me talk to the folks who've got well, you know, pasta in the in the pantry. But, you know, with pasta, you can do anything. You can do anything with a box of pasta. There's nothing that you can't do with a box of pasta.
2: And, you know, I think the best thing that we have learned over the last 10 years is to keep it simple. Because Tuscan food is really the food from the poor kitchen. It's not all this gourmet stuff and pretty flowers. It's really good, hearty, healthy, fresh food. So tomatoes, garlic, basil, olive oil. And you pour right. it over the pasta, and I'm telling and, you, it's delicious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really all about tasting your food. There's not 20 ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. And I, the other thing I'd say though, it's um, like we started doing, we started we made um, pizzas on the barbecue pit. Yeah, which oh. was just we just made your dough, put it on a barbecue pit, and the other, and we had all the fixings, and everybody put all their stuff mm-hmm. on. The point of it, that whole gathering, is not about eating pizza. It's that we're all together and we're making connecting. our own pizzas and connecting and doing stuff. So. Having pasta at your house for us, making pasta is the event, yeah. Eating it's kind of like, yeah, okay, that's fun, but. But you, just can, the event, right? but you I'm can change
2: together. it and just have a big bowl of pasta and have two or three different sauces that people can put fresh things or they can put, you know, white sauce or tomato sauce or store bought. If you don't think you're a great cook, it's okay to buy some things. It's okay to support local restaurants and order two or three things and put them out and have people mm-hmm. pick and do a taste test yeah. or something fun. I, I think
1: you've given be- us.
2: Oh, please go ahead. No, I was going to
1: say I think in America, and I would say. A lot of, um, I'd say us, us, um, I say quotations, us developed, you know, future societies, (laughs) right. Or, you know, we are so far evolved that we forget that eating is about coming together and sharing it with people. It's an event. It's not something you just hurry up and do in five minutes or 10 minutes and run away. It's in Italy. we, We say we, we eat because we want to, not because we have to, we drink wine because we want to, it's what we do. We enjoy it. We, so it's not just, you know, Drinking espresso it's never
2: takes on the time. Go. Yeah. It's never on the go. It's, it's always event. a slow down, stop, and enjoy your meal. Yes, but you're enjoying the company of the people you're with.
0: Don't you think that uh, maybe one good thing from this pandemic? Uh, not that you need. I'm not one of these folks who thinks that you need tragedy in order right. to uh, create good things. But th- this has been a, a, a this has been a not good period for a lot of oh. people. But one thing for me personally, that I think um, has come out of it uh, that will continue is, it's forced me to slow down a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's forced me to think uh, more consciously about meals. Like I've always, I consider myself like a food, like foodie, whatever that term means um, to people. But I really like food. I'm a decent cook. I'm a pretty good orderer of food. (laughs) But, you know, during the pandemic, it really just, like, it forced us to slow down. Like, you know, my husband and I, like, something that we don't typically do is we would sit down, especially since we're working at home, and have lunch. Like, yeah. we sat down. And, you know, as you said, in America, we are, we're, we're lunch on the go, right. folks. You know, yeah. I grew up professionally in law firms. We grabbed yeah. our lunch on the go. We ate at our desks. Like, that's yep. very much the culture. But I think that now... Uh, we are slowing down. Like my friends are posting pictures of the bread that they, you know, they and their children are making. Yeah. So maybe that this signifies some sort of shift, uh, you know, to maybe our being more deliberate than, yeah. than we've been before. I think it
2: also, it also created an opportunity for everyone to go back a little. Like I know myself, I started making things and I was here for the whole pandemic, but I started making things that my mother used to make. You know, and I went back to old recipes and thought, you know, I remember when she made and it became like a comfort thing, but it also just brought everybody back to the table. So now I noticed like, you know, at home when we were back in the states for, you know, Christmas and so forth, my, my daughter and her children and stuff would say, can you make like Jojo, what they used to call my mother? Can you make that cake again? So it kind of connected us back to yeah. our past and it brought us comfort. And I think we'll stick with that. I, I think so. people will start doing more dinner parties and people will start not always thinking of, let's just go out when we have friends. Let's cook and make it something at home and do a dinner party yeah. here.
1: And I hope that we, we know we take away that, it's not the food. It's the entire right. event. Right. The food is part of this entire event of all of us coming together. It's the
0: experience. Exactly. It's the preparation. Mm-hmm. It's the smelling yes. of you know, it. It's the talking I, about
1: it. And, you know, and it's funny because when you're here with us and we're cooking in the cooking school, the funnest part is in that kitchen cooking, dancing, and I have music going, and we're drinking wine, we goofing off. The lunch or the dinners. is... It's wonderful. it's wonderful, but it, we had so much fun cooking. That's what we did mm-hmm. for two or three hours. It was just an event. That was all part of it. And know?
2: we always, so our daughter works with us full time too. And she and I are always in a cooking class with you, one of us. And the one thing that we always say during the class is we give people ideas of how to recreate this atmosphere at their home so that they can bring people into their and houses go. and do these things. So, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, I don't know if I could have, you know, 10 people. Yes, you can. Let me show you. And we give them ideas on how to simplify things yes. when they tell us, well, I only have one counter. Okay, let's bring two people up. And, and so we try to encourage people to gather when they get back home because, that sparks your passion in life. That sparks positive behavior when you have people that you can connect with.
0: Yes, it does. Cook in Tuscany. So before we go, tell us. Where we can find you, where we can go to join the party. I am going to join this party right. as soon as I possibly right. can. Tanya, we're uh, ready for you. I'm out. coming. <laughs> uh, so, tell Cook in Tuscany. Tell, and the hotel is yes. what?
1: So the hotel is Lacusa, C H I U S A. We'll put that up. And that goes down to um, goes back to the three hundred. So we're kind of old. <laughs> and then um, we're at Cook in Tuscany. C O O K I N Tuscany.com. So, put
0: that up. Cook in Tuscany, it? Linda and George Meyer, high school sweethearts, planners <laughs> of fun, yes, experts yes. in love. Uh, you two are <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank, thank you for you being very here. Much. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to. I, I'm going to try to do both things. I'm going to do a little bit of the actual cooking. And then I'm also going to do the wine drinking and laughing. Okay, okay,
1: yeah, we're going <laughs> to. We die. have a
2: really good friend who makes good wine, so you in. Yes, yes. <laughs> you Did guys I are mention that? Yes, we Please. drink
1: a little bit of wine here, just a little bit. Yes. Just a
2: snitch.
1: A little bit. Yes. Just a Thirty-two, 30, 32 <laughs> different types a week. Yes. Oh, yes.
0: I love you guys. You'd be okay, thank you be staying well. Tanya. We'll see you soon.
1: Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: The Tanya Acker Show is written and executive produced by me. Sam Fragoso is my producer, Andre Lynn is my editor, Cole Mitchell is my composer, Sydney Freeman is my production assistant, and my show dog is Maximus Justice, also known as Max. If you like us, please go on to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Maybe I'll even have the chance to read it on the air. I will give you my hugest and most profuse thanks if you do. Thanks for listening, everybody.